Thank you all for listening in to another episode of Beyond Study Abroad, the official Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. Welcome back to the newest episode of Beyond Study Abroad. I'm here with Andrew. Uh, Andrew, can you give us a quick Notre Dame intro and tell us a little bit about yourself and the program you're studying in? Yeah, sure. Hey, everyone. My name is Andrew Zimlick. I am a current junior. I'm in Angers, France this semester. And back on campus, I live in Stanford Hall. I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina, and I'm a double major in history and French. So that was a big reason why I chose to come to Angers. So could you expand about, on that a little bit and uh, tell us just why you chose this program in particular? Yeah, so there's two options for um, students that are interested in going to France. There's the Paris program, which is at Sciences Po, and then there's the Angers program. The Paris program actually got canceled, but what I liked about the Angers program was it gives you the opportunity to live with a host family. And so I really wanted to use the study abroad experience to work on developing my language skills and being able to live with a host family, you get three dinners with them a week. My host mom has been incredible in terms of just, you know, interacting with me, taking me around, showing me different parts of the culture. And so if you're someone that is looking to really get that language exposure, this is definitely the place to come in France. That's awesome. Um, I was wondering if you tell me a little bit of what you've done so far while you're abroad. So whether that's research, or your academics or otherwise, uh, I'd love to hear a little about that. Yeah, so to be honest, school has taken up uh, the majority of the time. We weren't really aware of how much class we're going to have coming in. Um, The way the program works here is you have to take 21 hours when you're actually in Angers. That sounds a little intimidating, but really the way it works, the classes are pretty spaced out and you do most of your work in class. So it's not like you're coming home and having to do that much work outside of it. But Yeah, I've been doing, um, just trying to keep up with schoolwork. And then I've also been tutoring a little bit at a local French school. And so doing English lessons, that's been something that's been really fun. And then just trying to get out there and do as much stuff in Angers as possible, whether that's, you know, going to local pickup games for soccer, exploring around the city, things like that. That's super cool. Um, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier. You talked about your experience with uh, a host family. And I wanted to know, if you could talk about housing and academics a bit, um, just what it's like studying in France and being part of this host family. Yeah, I think it's a little bit different for everyone in the program. If you ask someone else here, their story might be different. But the way it's worked for me is I actually live with um, just one woman. She's a single older lady and she's a professor. I have my own room here. I have my own desk, my study area, a shared kitchen. But it's been really kind of the perfect accommodation just because whenever I need a quiet place to go study or be myself, I have that. But at the same time, I'm never really that alone because there's always someone else in the house, which is just kind of nice when you come home at the end of the day, you don't want to be sitting around in silence, you know, for five hours before you go to bed. But um, yeah, so we do uh, three dinners a week. Like I said, those can last anywhere from 45 minutes to three hours. It's really whatever you make of it. But it's a good opportunity just to be around someone, get more of a personal perspective 
on what the French culture is like. And then they're also just a great resource in terms of helping you kind of navigate um, the abroad experience, just the little things I've needed. Like, you know, if I say, hey, there's, uh, I need to go to a pharmacy nearby to get this medication. She knows how to get me there. She's taken me on a few um, excursions, I guess you could say, around town, invited me to family dinner. So it's really been a great experience with that. That sounds really nice to be able to have that sense of like, um, I guess, companionship in a sense, uh, coming back home and not being alone, like you said. Leading up to your arrival, though, in France, I, I want to know what are some things that you wish you had known before you left? Yeah, that's a great question because there's a lot of things that I could talk about here. Um, really, I think the biggest uh, information gap with the Angers program is just how really the school program functions here. We were basically given a list of classes that uh, were potentially going to be offered. And I think it would have been nice to have more contact with uh, the school program here and actually be able to hear from them and get in contact with them because our expectations didn't really match up with what ended up happening once we arrived. And I just say that because we had a pretty limited amount of classes we were able to choose from. Don't get me wrong, they've all been great, but there were a lot of kids that thought they were going to be able to get specific credit for some things. And then also, I think uh, the one other big thing is just, and this goes for any study abroad experience, knowing how to navigate those little things like travel nearby, you know, what's the best way to get around town where you're going to be? Is there uh, a local bus system? Is there a tram to get you around? There's a free bike program that we didn't know about here until two weeks in. So we we're pretty much speed walking everywhere for two weeks. And then we figured out we could get a bike for free. So that was something that, you know, we just wish we would have known a little bit about more before we got here. I think these are all good things to know that like, you wouldn't really necessarily think to ask, you know, prior to leaving. Going off that then, did you feel like you were prepared then for your time abroad? I mean, I guess in your opinion, like, what are some things that students should consider before they travel? Yeah, I felt like I was prepared. I was fortunate in the sense that I had really mapped out my course load and gotten the credits I needed to get out of the way early on. But like I said, there were some people here that you know needed a specific theology or econ credit and they actually weren't able to get those. So my advice to anyone going abroad is really make sure that um, you're gonna be able to keep on track with the credits you need to be getting and stay on top of your coursework. Um, you know, that's something that's not that hard to do just by meeting with your advisor and trying to get in touch with the programs before you actually go. But the earlier you do that, it's going to make your experience a lot better so that you're not having to fight with the registrar for the first two weeks while you're here. I want to shift gears a little bit um, from that and just kind of ask you more broadly, like, how has your time abroad changed the way that you manage your health? Has that changed at all? And if so, I'd love to hear you talk about that a little bit. You know, it's, it's definitely changed a little bit for me, um, at least being back on Notre Dame's campus. There's certain things that just are a lot different because, you know, you're not in a foreign country. Um, the thing I found to be the most challenging is just the amount of alone time that you can have when you're abroad. It might be different for gateway programs, but at least living with a host family, I, you know, I'm fortunate that I'm with someone that really does make an effort to interact and be around but even then you know sometimes your host families are busy you get back from class and it's the middle of the week and there's really not much going on so I've been journaling um, just exploring the city taking advantage of any cultural opportunities with people nearby and then 
also just trying to get to know as many people as possible. We have 12 Notre Dame kids here, which has been great, but there's also a ton of international kids in our program. And so it's been really cool to get an opportunity to meet them. But yeah, just in terms of managing my health, I really try to make an effort to be as busy as possible and get out there and kind of try new things. Focusing more like maybe on mental health uh, or just like your mental well-being, what are some emotions that I guess you didn't know would be a part of your study abroad, whether that's fear, like anxiety about going to a new country or happiness or just even feeling overwhelmed? How have you felt so far being abroad? Yeah, I don't feel like I've ever had a moment where it's been overwhelming or to the point where I couldn't manage it, but there definitely have been a lot of moments where you have that anxiety or that feeling of homesickness. Um, like everything else is kind of going back on at home and you're missing out. It can be difficult to keep in touch with people when you're six hours apart. So whether that's with friends back home or family, I have felt a lot of times just kind of that feeling of loneliness when, you know, an entire week can pass and you feel like you're not really able to keep in touch as much as you want to with the people back home. So that was something I hadn't really expected just because being on their names campus, you're so used to being around your friends 24 seven, you can go see them whenever, you know, even being able to text and call people can be kind of difficult sometimes. So really just that feeling of, you know, not being connected to the things that are important to you. Going off of that, would you say that managing your health abroad is like pretty important thing to prioritize? And if so, how do you prioritize it? Yeah, my mental health is definitely something that I've tried to prioritize. It's not something that I really had to think about as much back at Notre Dame or just being back at home in the United States. But there's just a lot of unknowns and new experiences being over here. So really making an effort and kind of trying to ground yourself um, and the things that are important is something that I found has been really helpful. So if I'm ever feeling, you know, just a little bit out of touch, or maybe I've had a rough week and, you know, a lot of class and things just haven't been going my way, I make an effort to call my family back home or, you know, maybe go out to a dinner with a friend here and take some time and talk about it. But also, I think it's just important to be able to express those feelings. I've gotten better about you know, not trying to bottle that stuff up. I think that if you're over in a, on another continent, you know, all the way across the Atlantic Ocean or wherever you may be, it can be uh, really challenging if you try to just keep those feelings inside and not share them at all. It doesn't really help at all. So yeah, I've just tried to be more open about it. If I'm having a certain emotion, I express that and it honestly does go a long way in kind of helping you manage it. Why is managing your health abroad like so important to talk about? Yeah, I think it's really important to talk about because there are going to be a lot of things abroad that you aren't expecting and you can't prepare for. So, you know, no matter how how well Notre Dame or the program you're going to uh, prepares you, there's going to be things that come up that really are going to challenge you and honestly can be kind of scary. Um, just I remember even my first few days here, there was a little bit of culture shock with literally things like going to the grocery store and having to buy food for myself and cook. That's something that, you know, if you're back home and you're doing it, it's not really that big of a deal, but if you're having to do it in a foreign country and you just automatically get thrown in the deep end, those, uh, those experiences can be kind of scary. Also just having to speak in a foreign language. I know a lot of programs um, are language oriented. So that's something that is definitely a big source of stress just because you feel like you aren't actually able to communicate 
your emotions sometimes. So, you know, if you have a certain problem, um, something that might seem trivial, you know, you need to ask for certain medication or be able to keep on top of uh, health and things like that, it can be a little more difficult to really put those pieces together and get what you need to get. So just, you know, being able to manage the unexpected uh, things that kind of arise when you go to a foreign country. I think that's really great advice. Um, I, I, I was curious hearing you talk about this. Um, you know, what can Notre Dame as an institution or like what can Notre Dame International do to help support students when it comes to health abroad? Yeah, I think the biggest thing they can do is just make sure that they're keeping in touch with students. I think it's wonderful that they do a lot of pre-departure stuff. Um, you know, they do meetings for the entire study abroad cohort. They do individual specific program meetings, which are great because you get to meet the other people and learn more about the program a little bit. But something that I think would be nice is having a resource where you can talk to people um, in the study abroad department about any issues or concerns you're coming across, because a lot of times those are the people that are going to be able to help you, um, you know, most efficiently. For example, I was having problems, you know, th this is something that wasn't even that big of a deal in terms of mental health, but I was just having problems making sure all my credits were being loaded. And it took a while for me to kind of get in touch with the right people I needed to and make sure all that stuff is being straightened away. But also just, you know, having someone back home to talk to. It's nice to have your family and your friends, but sometimes it can just it can go a long way when you have someone that is maybe more of an experienced professional or they know a little bit more about the study abroad experience and what that is like. Um, so I think it'd be great if Notre Dame somehow invested more resources in having people that were trained with that type of experience uh, to be available for students. I'm a little curious, like what has you, you talked a little bit about your own experiences um, abroad so far. And I was wanting to know like, what other stuff have you experienced while abroad? And more specifically, I guess, have you felt supported and connected to whatever available resources there are? Yeah, I've, I've felt supported in terms of day-to-day -day activities. So with, uh, you know, Notre Dame does a good job of, they provide stipends for my program, which is really helpful. Uh, just in terms of being able to afford groceries and food when I'm over here. Also, they give funding for uh, cultural experiences. So for example, I was able to get $400 to go on a uh, quick weekend trip um, to a place that I really wanted to go see in France. Uh, so I've definitely felt supported in day-to-day -day activities like that. I think that maybe the one area in which I wish there was a little more support and this is, you know, what I mentioned earlier was just that mental health aspect of it. It is a little difficult, especially, you know, we talk about COVID and COVID has kind of gone away for the most part in terms of the study abroad experience. But even coming over here was a little bit um, difficult to navigate at first, just because people here were still, um, the COVID measures in France when I arrived were a little bit more drastic than they were on their names campus. And so there was that feeling of, you know, just isolation, you know, even in the sense of everyone's wearing a mask, you're not seeing anyone's faces. A lot of times you don't really have the opportunity to be in big groups and do things and meet a lot of other people. And so I think it would be nice if 
somehow Notre Dame was able to provide students, you know, before they go, hey, here's a list of great things to get involved in. Here's some activities around town that students in the past have done. Zeroing a little bit more on like the mental health topic. I'm a little curious, do you think there's any like common misconceptions about managing your mental health, whether it be abroad or, you know, back at home? Yeah, I think one of the biggest misconceptions about managing mental health is that um, just, you know, put simply, some people might not have to deal with it. I considered myself uh, before I came abroad to be someone that didn't particularly struggle with mental health all that much. Um, I would get stressed or, you know, maybe anxious about normal things like every other person. But for the most part, I never had big moments of anxiety or stress that, you know, kind of felt overwhelming. And once I came abroad, I think that I hadn't realized just how much that could change. And so I think that there's this misconception that if you're someone that doesn't normally struggle with mental health, it's going to continue to be that way. That's not to say that study abroad's not a wonderful experience. I've enjoyed every moment of it. It's just that there are going to be uh, more stress factors and more anxieties that you're going to have to deal with while you're over here. And so just being able to kind of understand that yourself so that you don't really have this feeling of denial, like I'm not someone that needs to struggle with mental, I'm not someone that has to struggle with mental health. You know, this isn't something that affects me. So I should just push it away and not worry about it. That's kind of the worst thing you can do. When I first got over here, I became a little bit anxious and stressed just about, you know, keeping in touch with people back home and adjusting to new relationships in France. And at first I kind of treated it as, oh, you know, this is just growing pains. It's going to go away in a few days and you'll just forget about it. And it took me a few weeks to really tell myself that, you know, this is something you're going to have to work at. And for yourself, maybe this is new, but it's important to figure out what works best. So I just started keeping a little journal where, you know, I write down my thoughts, I write down kind of specific goals for the weeks and that helped me break up any problems I was having into more manageable, into more manageable tasks. And so that was something that was really important and really effective for me and just managing those little worries. I mean, I love journaling. I'm a big journaler myself. So I love to hear that. So it's a great way to, you know, yeah. manage your day-to-day -day a little better. Um, you talked a little bit about it, actually, but like, why do you think there's this stigma when it comes to mental health? Um, and actually, that kind of leads to my next question, too. Like, what are students saying about mental health if they are saying anything? And like, is that a conversation that students are having with each other? Or are people just kind of avoiding that topic? You know, I definitely think that there's a stigma around it just because, a lot of times we tend to look at someone who might be struggling with mental health as, you know, oh, there's something wrong with this person. Um, you know, if they need to be on medication, clearly there's something that, you know, isn't right with them. But I think that at least Notre Dame students are starting to really understand that mental health is something that touches everyone in one way or another. I think that Notre Dame students are starting to realize that. And that's really you know, opening up a conversation where we're not looking at people who struggle with mental health as, you know, oh, this person has something wrong with them, but rather, you know, hey, I can relate because also this person is struggling with something too. And I think that really being able to share your struggle with someone else and talk about it in an open way is a great source of therapy in of itself. And so what I've found is even in my study abroad program here, 
um, just being able to share our concerns with one another, talking about the Notre Dame kids in the program, that's gone a long way. I remember, you know, the third week I was here, I kind of just haphazardly said something about, oh, you know, I was stressed about going into the pharmacy and trying to get a prescription that I needed. And someone just immediately opened up and started talking about how they had, you know, this medication they were on that was really important and it was hard for them to get access to. And these are things that you think might only apply to yourself. And it's kind of nice to know that you're not alone in a lot of those, um, a lot of those ways and just realize that other people also have a lot of those little worries to manage and it makes you feel not so alone. I think it's great advice that like everybody has their own thing they're trying to work through. And so like, yeah, you're not alone if you have something that you need to talk to somebody about, like more likely than not, they're willing to listen. Um, we're nearing the end of this interview, but before we kind of get to the end of it, I want us to know like real quickly, like how do you practice self-care about, we talked about like a little bit of mental health and like that whole conversation, but how do you practice taking care of yourself? We talked about journaling a little bit and I was wondering, does anything else you can do to like, you know, make yourself feel a little better on the day to day? Yeah, I, I think something I found that really works for me is being active. So when I come home from school and if I don't really have much going on for the rest of the day, I really make an effort to go outside and do something that might not work for everyone, but I found it's just a great way to clear my head and kind of get out of my own headspace. You know, if I come back and I'm kind of trapped in a room that can almost lead to this feeling of being trapped yourself and I go on bike rides every day. I, you know, even if it's sunny outside, I'll just go and read in the backyard instead of staying inside. So trying to stay outside, trying to be active, that's something that I found to be really effective for me just because it makes you feel like you're being productive and you're making progress and having that feeling of control. You know, I'm going to go on a bike ride. I'm going to ride here. It's going to take me this long. I know I can take these roads. It goes you know, it, it sounds like it's nothing, but it definitely does help a lot just in terms of putting yourself back in control and making you feel like you're able to manage uh, your day. I guess great advice. Um, but I guess the last question I have for you is just more generally, like what are some tips you would give students who are going abroad next semester or next year? Like what tips do you have when students are traveling abroad and how can they prepare uh, for this? Even a lot of great advice so far. And I feel like what better way to end the podcast than to give some more? Yeah, my number one piece of advice to anyone um, going abroad is just one, know that you can do it and know that, you know, if you have interest, you really should take the leap of faith. I've spent a lot of, lot of time talking about, you know, kind of maybe the more challenging aspects of going abroad, but I don't want to discourage anyone from going abroad because of how great of an experience it's been. So my piece of advice is really just, if you're interested, don't be afraid to take that leap of faith and go for it. It sounds scary and it can be, but I think you're really going to thank yourself after you come here and you have the experience. Um, another piece of advice to go along with that is, when you come abroad, don't be afraid to try new things. You know, it can be easy to try to, to kind of stay in your comfort zone and maybe not branch out as much just because you feel like, hey, I've already come to a foreign country. That's a big step in of itself. Maybe I'll just kind of stop there and go with the flow. But the greatest experiences I've had here are things that I never probably would have 
envisioned myself doing before I actually got here. Um, I've met a lot of new people that aren't Notre Dame students, made a lot of great friendships with, you know, people that I may have been nervous to talk to. So I think just making an effort to really try new things, meet new people. If there's something that you're interested in, don't be afraid to ask. More than likely, there's some sort of group or club that does it in some capacity. Um, so yeah, just my two biggest pieces of advice are um, basically be bold and uh, really put yourself out there. More great advice. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate it. If you have anything else you wanna say before I let you go, feel free, but otherwise, um, thank you for your time. Yeah, I think that's all I have. Thanks so much. Thank you all for listening in to another episode of Beyond Study Abroad, the official Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. Tune in in two weeks for our newest episode as we introduce our new Study Abroad podcast host. See you all next time.